the optimal life. Sean, how are you today, my friend? Doing great, Nate. How about yourself? Good. Well, you're probably doing better than I am, considering you're out in sunny San Diego and I'm stuck here in Cleveland, Ohio, with a foot of right. snow on the ground. That uh, you're not you're not wrong, and I'm not one to rub it in. But I will say this: you got a heck of a week coming up here. With uh, you know, I know it's not the Browns, but can you adapt and uh, become a Bengals fan for one week? <laughs> That's interesting. You say that. I actually already did adapt. We we. Not surprisingly, we have a lot of Bengals fans here in Cleveland, um, and of course they're in our they're in our division. So I've been rooting for them all playoffs, really. Yeah, I, I yeah, really I, like I, those guys. I like Joe Burrow. I like the offense. They've got a good good young team, good young head coach, and I mean, if they can stay healthy, they they look like they might be uh, sticking around for a few years. I gotta think so. I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting to see. I, I don't think there's anyone out there who doesn't kind of root for the underdog, you know, on, on some level and the whole, why not us like kind of momentum that they built around their own team. It, it certainly helps. And I, I think something we'll probably talk about here is you get in the right headspace. Uh, you can do damn near anything. Mm, yeah. I love that. And we absolutely will. And I'm so grateful too to uh, interview valet for linking us up, Sean. Um, it's been a positive experience. I imagine working with those guys. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny. You, as a business owner, as, as someone who is, is trying to share, you know, what we do and what we're all about and, and, and reach different audiences, to know that there's a platform like Interview Valet out there that does a lot of the legwork for you, is, uh, it, it's a godsend. And it's also quite affordable. I mean, I never would have met you if it wasn't for their, uh, you know, their legwork and their efforts. So, yeah, yeah hats okay. off to those guys. So uh, I wanted to ask you, I was looking at your Instagram. I see that you're definitely the second most popular person in the, in the household. Wow. So, yeah, well, that's only because our, our daughter is only three and, um, and isn't allowed to have an Instagram page yet, but yes, my <laughs> wife is a feature reporter with Fox news and mm. gets to run around San Diego and do all the fun things. And, uh, and, and therefore, you know, she's got a, a chance to really share a lot of that stuff. So yes, she's our, our, our local influencer. Yeah. I could, well, there's something interesting about local news figures because they're almost like local celebrities in a way. What's it like when you guys go out on the town? I assume that's, that that's kind of what you have to deal with people coming up. Oh, I watch you on TV. You have to deal with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So in the 90s and the 2000s, and um, when I was in my snowboarding career phase, I would go to any mountain town, and there's a certain amount of recognition. And, and it's small, but, you know, like the industry guys recognize you, you say hi, and it's not fame. They're not like anonymous people for the most part, but you get used to that kind of recognition piece. And then, you know, I moved career paths, and my wife steps in, and of course, she's been you know, she's been telling the news for 14 years now. So very recognizable. And I'll give you one example. Yesterday, my wife and I were at a local ski resort called Big Bear. And we brought our kids up there. And, you know, when you've got young kids, we couldn't get them in ski lessons. So it was, I huddle up with the kids. My wife goes and takes a couple of runs and we take turns. While I'm down at the bottom of the hill with our kids, a woman and a husband, that, you know, I've never met before, walk up and they say, excuse me, are you Sean? I said, yes. They said, you're Heather's husband. <laughs> and I said, yes. 
And they said, oh, we watch your wife on the news all the time. And we recognize you and just wanted to say hi. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sure you really wanted to say hi to my wife, but I'll, I'll take second place. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. What? So, yeah, because back in the day, Heather was, it was probably like, oh, hey, here's Sean Lake and his wife, Heather. Or, or Heather was referred to as Sean's wife. And it's funny, it's probably flipped and done the 180. Now you're just Heather's husband. Oh, yeah. I'm just Heather's husband. I'm, I, I just take a small backseat role there and I am totally good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's beautiful. You guys are obviously a busy uh, couple and obviously always on the run and doing things. And of course, with your brand that you've created uh, this Bubs Naturals, which thank you for the gift package, by the way, I, I have been um, enjoying some of the protein powder and, and the, uh, the gummies, um, the apple cider vinegar gummies, which, which I want to get into some of that stuff with you, but let's go. How, how in the world you go from doing this stuff with um, what's his name? Uh, Sean, was it Sean white? Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, here. From- uh, you know, on the eve of his last Olympics. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is a wild unscripted career path. I, I can definitely say that. I mean, if there's a consistency in it, it's that I've always enjoyed pouring myself into you know whatever that work thing is that I'm going to do and I would say that's the only thing that's been consistent is is, is maybe a, a work ethic that hopefully my dad instilled in me and and even then I, I always think I have to level up and, and do a bit more because it's you don't get settled in on on just you know resting on your laurels but I, I started my I'll kind of air quote career in action sports uh, I was a professional snowboarder uh, in the 90s and you know, when I decided, when I graduated college, I was 30 years old and I had one vision of where I was going to go. I was going to join the state department, become a a state department agent. And, uh, and that was going to be my excuse to travel the world. Well, I ended up getting recruited because of my background in snowboarding to work with Burton snowboards and become the team manager for a young Sean White. Uh, and your listeners who are you know, paying attention to the Olympics know that, you know, he's going into his fifth Olympics uh, and, and going for gold one last time. So I worked with him when he was a teenager. So, you know, this is 20 years ago and totally surprised career turn. I thought I was going to go and serve our country in the State Department. And instead, I'm running around the half pipes of the world with Sean. And then that parlayed into a career in the action sports space. Um, which was really neat. And that sort of unscripted turn meant that the next turn was kind of maybe a little bit less unexpected. Um, after, you know, over a decade in the action sports space, I kind of pivoted to youth lifestyle marketing. Um, but I always had a lens at that point on fitness. Well, those two things don't necessarily go hand in hand. Um, being a big fan of CrossFit and, and, and being close with that community and then working with street artists doing, you know, custom art installations for Converse shoes and, you know, doing multimedia, you know, campaigns on their behalf was, let's just say the two things didn't always go hand in hand, but that's where my passions lie. And I've always tried to pursue that. The Bubs Naturals brand, boy, you know, to do, to say this in a consolidated way, the Bubs Naturals brand was really born out of tragedy. Um, so while I was in the action sports space, while I was a pro snowboarder, while I was, you know, linked up with uh, just, you know, a variety of different adventures, my best friend from childhood was right there with me. 
um, and his name was Glenn Bub Doherty. So Glenn and I dropped out of college together to move to the mountains of Utah to go become pro athletes. And at about the age of 25, Glenn realized he wasn't going to become a pro skier. So he decided to join the Navy and become a Navy SEAL. Uh, this is in the 90s. So there was no internet to help kind of show you a YouTube video of what that looked like. And uh, the next thing you know, a year later, I'm going to Glenn's Bud's graduation. Glenn served 10 years with SEAL Team 3 down in San Diego. And that job with Burton Snowboards moved me to San Diego. So, you know, we got the band back together. And then when Glenn was done serving his country, he continued on serving as a private security agent with the Central Intelligence Agency. Um, fast forward, next thing you know, he's my roommate. Uh, we're two guys, single guys turning 40, you know, out running around the town. And Glenn would deploy every couple of months. And then when he'd be home, you know, we everyone would have a great time. And uh, then Glenn took his last deployment the fall of 2012 to Tripoli in Libya. This was right after the fall of Gaddafi. And Glenn was one of the four Americans killed in Benghazi, Libya. Mm. So you might remember the movie 13 Hours uh, when Hillary Clinton got in a whole boatload of trouble. And, um, and that was my roommate. So Glenn, yeah. you know, was killed saving all those lives down in Benghazi. That happened on 9-11, correct? 9-11 of 2012. You got it. So it was the it was the 11 year anniversary of 9-11, which was had some sort of symbolic meaning in the whole Al Qaeda, um, you know, vernacular. So. On that, what happened again, Hillary, they sent in they sent our guys into this mission, but they were completely uh, uh, unprepared or overwhelmed by the response. I mean, it was like they were. I, I, I'm a little uh, fuzzy on it. What happened again? No, no problem. So, so you you might remember Muammar Gaddafi was you know ousted from power, and there was a lot of turbulence in Libya, and the U.S. was just starting to send in response teams, State Department, and our ambassador to Libya um, was starting to expand and, and touch onto different territories. So the country is incredibly unstable and the Central Intelligence Agency, the State Department, like a bunch of secret squirrel stuff are all going in there to try and kind of mitigate the expansion of Al Qaeda, stabilize the country and just shore things up. So Glenn was sent in to Tripoli, which is about three hours by plane away from Benghazi. And he was there to basically help security agents secure missiles and stuff like that. Well, the Al-Qaeda guys and the, the local militia and you know the various people down in Benghazi got wind that the U.S. ambassador was going to be in town. And they decided that they should take a swing at him. So they did. And Glenn was part of the response team from Tripoli to go down and help those guys out. So basically the consulate down in Benghazi fell under attack. The central intelligence agency team that was down there in their own annex voluntarily responded. They, they weren't ordered to, but the state department guys called them and said, Hey, we're in a boatload of trouble and we're getting overwhelmed. 
the CIA guys called up to Tripoli to report in and say, hey, there's a lot of shit going on down here. Pardon my French. And Glenn's team voluntarily went down there. Now, that's key, right? Because they were technically ordered not to go. They were ordered to stand down. And that didn't sit right with anyone on the ground there. So I'll paraphrase on, on, on what happened, but basically Glenn and a small select team navigated their way to a private plane, got that plane to fly them down to Benghazi so that they could join the fight. Now, during all this time, this air quote 13 hour window is when the official state department, U S military did not respond. So the big stink about it is, hey, we had all these military assets in the Mediterranean. They could have gone in and provided some level of support, and they didn't. And the why they didn't and like why they chose to you know, observe the sovereignty of Libya while terrorist activity was happening on their soil that where American lives were endangered is where Hillary Clinton got in a boatload of trouble because she did not respond. She did not kind of act to the full levels of her power to save American lives. Glenn, for his part, and, and, and Tyrone Woods, the two Navy SEALs who were killed over there, they did everything they could. And a result of that was, you know, 28 some odd American lives were saved because, you know, they jumped up on that rooftop. They were part of that response team and they gave it to the enemy as best they could while being really outgunned. Um, and bought enough time for that response to eventually come in so that, you know, everyone could, uh, could get out safely. Sean, when you got the phone call, what, take us back to that moment. You got the call that, that Glenn is gone. So, so Glenn's my roommate, right? He's, he's my best friend. And I'm also his next of kin on all this military paperwork. And I'm the executor of his estate. So like the buck kind of stops with me when it comes to Glenn's, you know, his legacy, if you will. And when I got that call, I get goosebumps right now, even talking about it. I'll never forget because I don't normally answer phone numbers that I don't recognize. And like a local phone number popped up on my phone and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't answer that. But a little voice in my head said, you better pick that one up. And at that point, I knew something had happened because it had started to hit the news and, and I knew that there was some activity in Libya that was going down, but no one knew what. So I answer the phone and someone on the other end of the line says, you know, is this Sean Lake? Yes. I need you to return to your home immediately. I said, okay. And so I was about a 10 minute drive. I drive up to my house and just like in the movies, there's two black SUVs parked directly in front of my house. And a bunch of people in black suit and ties get out of a car and they walk up to me and they told me right there in the driveway that Glenn didn't make it. And we sat down, they explained, you know, what they could explain to me. And then, you know, that was the start of, uh, you know, the start of, really hatching Glenn's legacy. It, it, it was right in those early moments. What do we do? How do we do it? And, uh, and we just sprung into action to alert Glenn's family, to 
you know, go through those, those immediate next steps, you know, Dover air force base, receiving the body, all that kind of stuff. And Mm. celebrating Glenn's life and, and celebrating his legacy that that came very short after. Sean, when they, uh, when that phone call comes in and says, who was it? The state department that called you? No, it was actually Glenn's employers. It was some members of the central intelligence agency. So it was so the when GRS. the CIA calls you and they say, we need you to go home. Uh, and you're like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Are you asking any other questions? I mean, if somebody random calls me on the other end of the line and says, please get home within, t- you, know, you got to get home. I'm going to ask questions before to make sure. So what, what did you say back to that? No, that, that's funny. You, you, you say that, I, I guess I've, I've recounted this so many times in my head that I don't, I don't think about that, but I don't know how much you, you believe in that kind of sixth sense or that just kind of that knowing that, that, that yeah. idea of something yeah, happening, that gives you goosebumps. Sure. When that phone rang, my normal intuition was overrun. My normal intuition is send it to voicemail. I knew to pick up the phone. I didn't know why, but I knew I had to answer it. So when the folks on the other end of the line said, please come home, I knew why. It, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, well, I so didn't the have person- to ask the question because I, I felt like I knew what happened. Well, the person and, and- on the other end of the line probably said, this is the central intelligence agency, correct? They, they identified themselves to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something along those lines. Like this is, you know, these are Glenn's employers. You know, right, this, uh, they, right. They knew we me. Need you to get like, home. So you knew, you knew, okay. Like there was no questions asked. You knew that there was some dire news. Yeah. You most likely knew exactly what you were walking into in that driveway. Yeah. At that point. And, and it's funny, like, I don't remember them identifying themselves per se, mm-hmm. I don't quite frankly, I, I just remember them saying, this is Sean Lake and I need you to come home. Right. And I'm like, yes, it is. I'll be right there. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I recall, but they might've identified themselves. It was, I just remember it much more from that. Like you answer a call you wouldn't normally answer and you know what the message is going to be. Yeah. It was almost like you. Yeah. That's very bizarre. And that's such a weird feeling to get. And then you pull up into the driveway and it's like, oh my God, this is really happening. It's right out of the movies. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've talked about that with friends before. And I'm like, yeah, I, f- I felt like, you know, it was the men in black moment. And you're like, Jesus, they really do dress like this. That had to be super, super sensitive and frustrating to you, too, to, during that time period um, in those days and weeks afterwards. Because you're right. She was getting a lot of heat, Hillary, for her lack of response and, and really not being fully prepared or at least not fully equipped. Uh, equipped yeah. to go in and get the job done properly. And, uh, and here's this guy who you spent, who you were roommates with. It seemed like on two different occasions, uh, college years, and then reconnecting into your late thirties and, and, uh, oh, I mean, best heck, we went to childhood. high school together, you know, like yeah, we- this is a best friend from your childhood. And, and, and he was just, that had to be so sad for you too, in a way, because it's like, he didn't necessarily have to even do that stuff anymore. And he was doing it out of the, out of his pure pride to serve this country. Cause he was, like you said, he was kind of done at that point, but he would go once in a while on a special mission. Well, he was, yeah, he was done. You know, he'd served his country. And, and I think this is actually worth identifying. He, this is common among special operations professionals is you develop this highly specialized skill set, and you know exactly how to serve, you know, you know, the mission, you know, your role, to play in the team. However, when the mission's done, finding that next mission 
and serving in that next capacity is not a road that is well lit. There is no good GPS for it. And Glenn, like many of his friends that I've become connected with and, and, and you know, are some of my close friends, haven't had a really good roadmap on what to do next. Mm. So Glenn got into contracting for a couple of reasons. Yes, he was prepared to serve and, and, and he knew that there were some really bad guys out there and, and he could, he could, you know, kind of push the tide, if you will. But the other side to it is Glenn didn't necessarily know what to do next. And the money was like kryptonite because he would be looking at going back to school, become a firefighter or a physician's assistant or become an airline pilot. He had, he had a lot of different ideas of what to do next, but you know, you got to give up all that money. And it, you know, when you're in the Navy active duty, you're making what 50, 60, $70,000 a year. You move over to private security you're making $200,000 a year. I mean, it's great money, right? You're only gone a couple of months at a time, but it's a bit like kryptonite. It keeps pulling you back in because the money's so good. Yeah. And you know, when Glenn died, it was supposed to be his last deployment. He had finally identified after years and years and years, what he was going to do next. He was getting ready to enroll in school. He had laid out a plan and that's, you know, another reason it's, it's just tragic that it ended the way it did. Was it, he, it was like he finally figured out what, what that thing was going to be. So when Glenn died, his family and I, we all sat down and said, hey, well, let's start a foundation. Let's help other special operators solve the problem that Glenn couldn't solve for himself. Let's start a scholarship for former you know, professional soldiers and their families to ease in the aid in, in, in that transition to civilian life. Let's fill gaps in the GI bill so that guys don't get sucked into the same problems that Glenn did because school's expensive. You know, it's not going to pay for itself. And, and the GI bill does not cover everything. So let's, let's help these guys out. And of course, that's what you ended up doing. I mean, you guys not only went that, that path, but you and your buddy sit down and go, I mean, did you have plans of, of getting into a supplement company before Glenn's passing? What, what, oh, no. How did that evolve? No. So, so Glenn, I, everything I ever learned about supplements, I had learned from Glenn. You know, hey, we're going to go lift weights, take this creatine and, and this whey protein. Uh, today's a big endurance ride. We're going to go ride bikes, uh, you know, drink these electrolytes. And I really never knew, like, I didn't know what a BCAA was back then. I just took whatever powder was on the counter that my best buddy told me to. <laughs> and after Glenn passed, I had no aspirations to start a company. I was not in that space. I was a hired gun marketing consultant. And the way the company came about was like this confluence of, you know, well-timed events, if you will. And, and one of them being tragic. So I meet my wife while Glenn and I are roommates and Heather turned me on to collagen protein after we got married. So Glenn died, you know, in the fall of 2012. This is now, uh, you know, January 2017. This isn't that long ago. We had a one-year-old and my wife was pregnant with our second. And she comes home one day and she puts a jar of collagen protein on the counter. And she says, 
you're not getting any younger and I need to preserve your old ass. So I want you to start taking this. And I look at it and I'm like, collagen, what's that stuff? And she said, oh, it's really supposed to help with your joint health and your muscle recovery. And she's like, you know, you, all the years of snowboarding, your, your knees, how achy you are, like, it's just, it's going to help you out. And Nate, I, I mean, I put a lot of miles on the body between, you know, running and cycling and surfing and snowboarding and all the things. So I look at her, I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll, tr- I'll give it a try. And she said, take it every day. Just put a scoop in your coffee and it's unflavored and let me know how it works. So I was like the, the, the house guinea pig and I start taking it. I take it every day, do exactly what she says. Three weeks into it, my fingernails are growing like crazy. And, and I mean, as a guy, you notice that sort of thing. About a week later, we had to go to a buddy's wedding and I needed a haircut and I just gotten a haircut. So I'm like, all right, this is really weird. Something is happening in my body. And the only change to my diet that I have made is this collagen stuff. Well, fast forward another month and I hop out of bed one day and my knees stopped hurting. Now it was very sudden to me, but the fact is I had been supplementing with collagen for almost two months. And that's about the amount of time it took for me to feel those benefits, but it was life transformative. I mean, I felt phenomenal and I felt like I got 10 years back on my knees and it's just been getting better and better and better ever since. So a couple more months goes by and my business partner, who was not a business partner at the time, it's just a buddy of mine, TJ, comes over to the house and we were spitballing on some work projects and he sees the jar of collagen on the counter and he looks at me and he says, oh, you take that stuff? And I say, oh yeah, it's amazing. It is the best thing ever. Like I'm squatting again. I'm running faster. I feel great. And he goes, oh, well, let's start a company. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, like, he's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I got a one-year-old in diapers, you know, waddling around behind us. I don't think that's a great idea, but (laughs) just for the sake of the conversation, sure. What would a company look like? And we both looked at each other and had one of those like just epic spark moments where we said at the exact same time, But whatever we do, we have to do something cool for charity. Opening thoughts. That's what a company would look like to each of us for different reasons. And I just looked at them and I started smiling. I said, well, shit. I I mean, I know the name. I know the company. Like, I got this. And and we, we start talking about it. And I said, well, listen, this is exactly the kind of product that Glenn would have taken. If, Glenn, if collagen existed the way we were taking it when Glenn was alive, he would have been all over this. And Glenn was always helping others. And Glenn's call sign in the Navy was Bub. So we named the company Bub's Naturals as a tribute to Glenn and his way of life. Now, does this TJ know Glenn, Sean? TJ never met Glenn, um, but he knew about his, his history and his story, both Right. from our friendship and and TJ was a big member of our local gym which is called Seal Fit so okay. it's owned by a former navy seal Mark Devine who's a, a close buddy of mine and 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 TJ had been working out there and again our lens of charitable giving was from a different approach um 
TJ was tuning himself up to join the Navy. He had aspirations to go in and join the special operations community. Um, he was hit by a car right, you know, right before that time was upon him. So he was never allowed to serve, but he's always wanted to serve that community. So that was kind of his right. approach. And I'll, I'd, I'd have to let him speak to that, but you know, he, that was his lens on let's do something cool for charity. Well, mine was very direct. Mine was Glenn's foundation, helping others and launching the brand Bubs Naturals with a product that stands for self-improvement, collagen protein. It just made sense. Well, I want um, to d- d- dive into some of the uh, science behind it. But before that, when you said something, he's, you were telling him that this collagen protein, it's awesome. It's changed my body. And for him to just say, let's start a company, I found that peculiar. What was so, uh, why, why that, why this, why were like, oh. hey, let's go into this most hyper competitive, listen, I know it's sexy, but let's go into the most competitive marketplace in the world in that very moment. What, what, what was it you think? So, so this is part of his genius. Um, and, and I'll definitely toot his horn for him. TJ has over 20 years of e-commerce background. He's, uh, you know, has a background, it's a bit of a biohacker and very in tune with trends. So he had watched collagen explode onto the Amazon marketplace and saw it gain in awareness. So he was aware that we were on the front end of a movement, you know, around functional foods. So, so he had the stats to back that up. Now, admittedly, we both decided that the world did not need another collagen brand. To your point, Nate, it's an incredibly competitive, crowded landscape. What we thought the world might need is a brand doing things just a little bit differently. And you know that the dietary supplement space is inherently uncharitable. So we said, that, look, let's, we're going to donate 10% of profits to charity. No other brand is doing that. Let's give it a try. Let's see if it matters. And, um, you know, the, the uniqueness of naming the company after Glenn, you know, Bubs, and the charitable component and, you know, the growth statistics that he brought to the table just all felt good. But there's something else, I think, aside from the metrics that was really important. It's the gut feel. Mm. Like, we felt really strongly about this. Like, that was a magical spark moment to launch this brand. And, and you know, if we didn't listen to that, if we had quelled it and just said, no, 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 that's stupid or that'll never work. And we didn't take the chance. I wouldn't be here with you right now. So how do you find go from that very moment to then ultimately finding your manufacturers, your materials, all of that. And I know we have limited time, so you don't need to go into all the detail. But how do you go from that moment to then like, okay, where do we go from here to start this protein powder? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, that's straight drinking through a fire hose. We just stuck our faces right in there and, you know, poured ourselves into the research, poured ourselves into learning about manufacturing, uh, making a few mistakes along the way. Um, luckily being guided by some folks that had some level of experience in the industry that were able to, to put us in the right place at the right time and, uh, and a good bit of luck. So manufacturing, you know, who makes the best collagen on the planet? How do you evolve that process? Which was our goal. Um, you got to go to the right trade shows and meet the right manufacturers. 
I didn't even know there was such a trade show until I learned about it. And uh, TJ and I walked that show and, you know, we met all the right players and the right ones, you know, they were kind of endeared by our story. Like these two guys walking around in this trade show where everyone's in a suit and tie wearing black t-shirts and black jeans saying, Hey, we want to figure out collagen. And, um, and we're going to give 10% to charity. And, uh, and then eventually finding an amazing manufacturing partner and then learning about you know, the co-packing and the third-party testing and all the things we wanted to do to really make a difference out there, really make a splash. But that manufacturing partner, uh, Sean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, there's a, probably a lot of other brands that are working with that specific manufacturer. Is that fair to say? So there are, but here's what's it's, it's interesting. In the collagen space, I, I mean, just to, to, to let you behind the curtain a little bit, there are three main collagen providers. Like these are big multinational companies. Of the three, two are really dining at the top. Of those two, one makes what I believe to be the absolute best product. Most companies out there, when I say most, I mean everyone that I know of, buys their collagen from multiple companies based on their supply needs and they mix them. So you get this really up and down, you know, kind of variance in quality because you're not buying exclusively from one source. We've always bought exclusively from one source and it's not just any source. It's the best collagen on the planet. So we make something the best collagen. Oh, flavor, solubility, and the amino acid profile. So how well does it perform? Because if I give you some collagen and it clumps up in your, in your smoothie or it clumps up in your coffee, you're not going to take it again. It's going to be too much of a pain in the butt and you're going you're gonna to walk away from it. So that healthy habit has to be easy. People don't like to work too hard, unfortunately. So you need great solubility. The second thing is if it's unflavored, it needs to really be unflavored. You, no one wants to taste a cow in their glass of orange juice or their coffee. <laughs> And, uh, and the last thing is the benefits of collagen are really in the amino acid profile. So I'll use one example that I love glycine. There's over four grams of glycine in every scoop of our collagen. Glycine is the amino acid that produces synovial fluid. Synovial fluid lubricates the joints. We're loaded up with glycine. So you know, flip around the back of the packaging on any collagen that you're buying and take a look at those amino acid profiles and say, hey, Bubs really has the most of the good stuff in here. Like, that's my value add. That's what I should be buying. So is there any chance, because again, this market, this space is super crowded. Yeah. Is there any chance that Bubs collagen protein is the exact same protein, collagen protein of company XYZ, just with a different label on it? No, because no one else is, is single sourcing their supply chain. No one else is buying exclusively from that one and no one else is testing it the way we test. So it's not just, you know, it's who you're buying it from. And it's also, what are you, what are you doing to prove to the world that you have the cleanest collagen on the planet. Well, we NSF for sport certify every single lot of collagen that we put on the market, every single one. No other manufacturer is doing that. 
What exactly also, does that mean, Sean? The NSF certified. Oh, so so the NSF for sport is the highest level of quality ingredient testing and label claims that you can make on packaging. So it's basically the it's a nonprofit governing body that allows you to work with all the professional sports teams, NCAA athletics, um, you know, U.S. Olympic teams. It, it basically ungates you based on the quality of your ingredients. And we test everything for it. It is the highest level of testing you can get. So, you know, there's informed sport. There's some other ones that are out there. Um, we go right to the top NSF for sport. And, and it's a gamble. Like you got to make sure you're good because they don't care. They're going to pass you or fail you based on that quality. The second mark that we carry is the whole 30 approved diet mark. So whole 30 is of course a clean eating protocol. Uh, it's incredibly popular around the United States. It was you know, founded by Melissa Urban and you know, it's basically a guideline to getting rid of processed food. So it only allows clean ingredients into your pantry, into your kitchen. There's only two brands on the planet that carry the whole 30 approved mark for collagen. And we're one of them. The other one's owned by Nestle. So I'll, I'll leave that to your audience to figure out. Right. Um, so again, you know, is my product similar to, you know, the next one down on the shelf? Yep. In, in terms of it both being collagen, hundred percent, but I will take the Pepsi challenge against any brand for flavor, solubility and quality inside that jar. What's the most important thing, Sean, as you've done, been doing this now for about five years with Bubs. As this company's evolved, what has become, what is the absolute most important thing to ensure you are successful as a business? Great question. Um, you know, putting an honest day's work in because everything else is going to fall into place if you apply yourself. So it, it, it is something that is somewhat simple. You just, just, just don't phone it in, give it your all. And that is something TJ and I can both say that we do every day, whether it's, Hey, I'm going to have a conversation on a podcast. Well, you're going to get all of me on that. And the next meeting I go to, they're going to get all of me. So, you know, just, just bring it, bring it, bring everything you've got every day. Does quality trump everything else for, for, let me, for, does quality, if you don't have a quality, but you have the best marketing machine in the world, is that more important to have that best marketing machine you think, or does quality still come first? That's funny. Quality has got to come first. So when I was in snowboarding, I worked with Burton snowboards for, for a little bit of time and Burton never had the best marketing, but what they had was the best product. And when Burton had the best product, that was always this thing to live and die by. Like no matter what, if the end user has a great experience with your product, they will come back. Mm. And again, I could have the slickest marketing in the world with famous A-list actors talking about how they got to take Bub's collagen. But if I'm delivering a subpar product, that customer is going to come to me once. They will buy. But are they ever going to come back and buy again? Yep. I Probably totally not. agree with you. So I got to nail the quality every single time and earn that business every single time. And yeah, you want to throw in some slick marketing on top of that. That's, you know, 
amazing storytelling? Absolutely. But I'm going to take quality because I want that customer to come back and know that we've made a difference in their life. Yeah. Yeah. The marketing is great for a quick short-term gain, but sustainability, quality always wins. Yeah. Hands down. So uh, we did mention it. We're going to finish up here in a, in a couple minutes. Um, we mentioned the collagen protein. What are some of the other things that you guys are offering? So our, our number two product is what I like to call your, your favorite non-dairy creamer. That's our MCT oil powder. So you know, yep. have you ever heard of a high healthy fat coffee that's great for mental focus, great for energy? Um, MCT is a medium chain triglyceride. So it's, it's coconut oil. It's basically broken down to a medium chain fatty acid. And that is amazing in, in coffee. I, I, that's how I love it. It's just nice and creamy. I know folks that, you know, put it into their orange juice or smoothies, adds a nice creamy texture, but the benefits behind it are absolutely amazing. Um, we also have apple cider vinegar gummies. And Those are I awesome, mean, man. Those gummies are great. They're so good. They're great. Yeah, and, they you know, really talk are. about good metabolism, great energy, immune support. I mean, the benefits of vinegar, apple cider vinegar are so well documented. It's good for the gut too, for like a probiotic, correct? Yep. Prebiotic. Yeah. Or a prebiotic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's fantastic. So I enjoy, you know, I, I, anything that's going to help me with good gut health and good digestion, I'm all about. Yeah, me too. And so that's sort of the core of our products. We're about to launch into a clean hydration. Um, those benefits around electrolytes are, you know, they're, I think they're very well known, but maybe not practice as much as they could be. So I can't wait for that one to launch. Yeah. That's beautiful stuff. Check them out. Bubs naturals. Is that bubsnaturals.com? Is that the website? Yep. B U B S N A T U R A L S.com. And then now, uh, are you guys saying like GNCs or vitamin shops, anything like that yet? Oh yeah, absolutely. Vitamin you shop. Are. So uh, yeah. you can definitely walk into your local vitamin shop and uh, our collagen proteins right on the shelf. And you could also of course buy it online. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're, we're mostly direct to consumer. We like to be able to interact with our customer base. So bubsnaturals.com um, folks that like Amazon, you know, we're Amazon's choice and prime and all the bells and whistles that go with that too. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, that's a really cool story. And uh, I hope in another five years from now, this company is like a, a, a recognizable kind of like one of those brands that, that you can't go without. And I think I've tried your collagen protein. I have done the MCT oil in my coffee, as we, you just talked about, and it's all fantastic. And I'm having a great experience with it. That's awesome, Nate. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. We're here to make a difference. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're measuring success, everyone has their own measurement of that. We look at it by how many people are we able to help? And, and that's not canned marketing speak. That's, did I get to write a check to the Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation? Did I get to write a check to protect our winners? Did I get to write a check to, you know, various causes in Glenn's name and honor and know that we're helping others? Oh, that's beautiful. And, yeah. you know, we got over $125,000 donated to date. And uh, I mean, we're just getting started. Yeah. Well, that's, and the, so that's great. I mean, and you're donating 10%. So there you go. 1.2 million. I, I don't know if what numbers you're talking exactly, but nonetheless, um, that's beautiful stuff. And again, if people, if anyone that's listening to this, if you take protein powder, if you take something with collagen or you're interested in it, you want to get gummies, all this stuff that's good for your health, MCT oil powder, and you you care about the country. I mean, this is the perfect mix. Go ahead and support Bubs. Uh, in honor of Glenn Doherty, 
So you're, it's a win-win. You're supporting somebody that protected our country you're, and you're supporting a great group of guys that continue his legacy and that are bringing a real good value-add product to the market. So we appreciate it and uh, continued success to you, Sean. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate this. Great conversation. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Optimal Life Podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And you could also leave a review. Apple Podcasts, of course, you could leave reviews and ratings. Spotify, you could leave reviews and ratings. And several and many other podcast apps, wherever you may be listening, please tell a friend, tell a family member, let them know about the podcast, and we will see you next time.